0: This is the Military Bottom Line Podcast, episode 64.
1: So it took all that happening for me to get that firm foundation and get that that disciplined approach towards financial freedom because I was almost bankrupt because I bought a $60,000 Audi. I was, that's the epitome of stupid.
0: Welcome to the Military Bottom Line Podcast. Where we learn from veterans and those currently serving how to make the most out of a military contract. We are here to motivate, inspire, and help you leverage your service to positively impact you professionally, personally, and financially during your military career and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Thanks again for tuning in this week. Hey, I've been, I just started reading this book. I've been trying to make reading a habit. I'm reading this book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And this quote early on in the introduction really stuck out to me because it's something that I'm kind of like dealing with and living with right now. Uh, It says, if you fall in love with the process rather than the product, you don't have to wait to give yourself permission to be happy. And so it's something like in my mind, I'm always looking forward to accomplishing whatever it is that I'm working towards rather than really enjoying the time and the process and the the learning that it takes to get there. So something that, that stuck out to me this week in my reading, and uh, hopefully that's something that you guys can kind of relate to. Uh, but I would recommend the book. So far, it's been uh, it's been great. I'm like 100 pages in and really enjoying it. So check that out. Um, this week's bottom line: I really enjoyed this episode with uh, with Tim. And the the bottom line I'm going to take from this episode is that you do not have to stay in the same branch for the duration of your career. Tim has an incredible story of going from enlisted air force to officer in the reserves of the air force to active duty army officer. So he has kind of done it all. And now he's like at you know 12 years in the military and has his eye on like the next thing that he wants to accomplish. And he's making another change. And so he's really playing the game optimizing the opportunities that are available in each branch i mean he's gotten his associates bachelor's master's degree and then a bunch of certifications paid for all through ta um, gi bill cool programs i mean he's he's really he's really doing a good job optimizing the the benefits and the time in the military so i really hope you guys enjoy this show enjoy learning from his experience good evening tim how you doing man
1: not doing too bad. How are you doing, man?
0: Doing great, dude. I'm. Uh, I, I know we we both forgot about uh, the first scheduled interview interview for this. So <laughs> a little bit. I'm excited that we uh, were able to connect this time around and and make it happen. I saw your uh, you came across on Instagram because you just bought a a house a couple months ago mm-hmm. from from Dan Dowdy, who I just had on the podcast a couple episodes back. And yeah, so, he's the man. Yeah, like dude, been killing it early on in his real estate career. Yeah as an agent and so uh i'm stoked for him and excited like i love these like full circles of, of guests and so uh it, it, it paints a cool picture and it, and it's like for the listeners shows how you know tightly knit i guess and interwound the the military really it is, is. And, and you don't realize it at at the time mm. you know uh and i know we spoke
1: a little bit before the uh the recording started but Everything, especially in the military towns such as uh, um, as of where I'm in right now, everything seems to be connected through some through some like uh, underlining uh, some underlining uh, connection, if you will. Uh, uh, for example, like I met uh, Daniel through the Bigger Pockets podcast, and because uh-huh. um, uh, Shelby was on the Bigger Pockets podcast, I was over in Syria. And Shelby was talking about how uh, how she was starting her five pillars property group and how she would go up to the uh, to the board and, and show her platoon like, oh, hey, I've you know, I just learned this cool real estate thing or I just learned this new finance thing. And, you know, she's uh, having them all like create spreadsheets. I'm like, well, I've done that, you know, <laughs> and, you know, she, she was hitting uh, all of her all of her like officer ranks. And she's like, you know, it's better on the outside because I could start this real estate thing. It's It's going to be booming. And I was like, well, I've, i I want to do that. Um, so right when I got back from Syria, I, I found five pillars and I was like, Hey, I'm looking to buy another home. I, I want to use five pillars because I like the mindset yeah. of, of what, in their culture of what their company is about. So, uh, Daniel hooked it up. he uh, was fantastic. Uh, the first offer that I submitted on in this, crazy wow. market. Wow. Uh, yeah. Cause he, he was trying to like manage my expectations. He's like, man, we're going to hit this like five or six times. Don't be disappointed. Mm. Um, it is my, this is my fifth home. Um, so I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not new, but I'm not like a veteran yet. I'm still just kind of learning. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, you know, I, I've had, you know, offers fall through. And then just first one, uh, the, the third home that we saw first offer that we submitted uh, just cleared Weird. Like a breeze in this market.
0: That's awesome. It it's like sometimes though, it's almost like cause uh, I know in bigger pockets, it's like you should get like one acceptance for every ten offers. Then you're like, yeah. wait, <laughs> the first one, like did I offer too much money? <laughs> I, yeah. Exactly. I I right when
1: they're like, Oh, it's accepted, I was like, Ooh,
0: <laughs> yeah, did yeah. I
1: get too much? Like the math bods. works. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's awesome, man. Well, congratulations on on another property. That's that's sweet. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to kind of like back up a little bit and a little bit hear kind of your, your backstory. Like, you know, where you grew up and when and why you decided to join the military in the first place.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I grew up in Florida,
0: uh, St. Pete, Tampa area. Um,
1: and my, my grandfather, my uncle, they, they were in the Navy. And I always thought it was so cool. I, I always knew I was going to be in the military. To what capacity? Didn't really know. to. Uh, what rank or level? Didn't know. I was mm-hmm. just. I'm going to be in the military. Didn't think about any of the branches or anything like that. Um, originally, I actually was going to join the Marines, um, but then my sister, uh, she joined the Air Force, and you know, she pulled me out of the day from school, and she's like, "Hey, let's go down to the recruiter's office. You got that? You know, you got the day out of school. Let's, you know, let us just talk to them." Yeah. So I went over to the Air Force recruiter, and they were like, "Hey." we got that. We got this combat controller job. You know, it might be interesting. It's like, yeah, you know, cause at the time I was, I was wrestling, I'm a martial artist and I was mm. you know, doing martial arts and I was doing track and, you know, I was just trying to do everything and everything, anything and everything. But I thought that CCC job looked pretty cool. So signed up for that, thought, you know, we were going to be Billy badass and, you know, kicking down doors, taking names. And turns out, uh, after going through basic training, um, I just like getting drowned. It's not mm. fun. Um, so after what they called water confidence for me, I was not confident at all. You <laughs> know, I popped up. I was like, yeah yes, sorry, and I quit. <laughs> Rolled from that into, uh, it and it like, like computers. Yep. Mm-hmm, yep. Uh, so I was a three C one X two, uh, which is a, uh, tech controller, a okay. cyber, cyber communications, uh, technician. Um, And we dealt with satellites and the transmission medium uh, between that. So basically, taking the analog sound into the microphone, digitizing Mm -hmm. it, and then blasting it out.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Is that did the Air Force pick that for you upon your DOR or? Um. Yes and no. Uh, So I got to
1: make a dream sheet, and I got to list eight eight jobs on the dream sheet. Now the whole idea of a dream sheet is the only time you're ever going to see those is in your dreams. Um, this was number three or four for me, okay. uh, because I, I like playing video games as a kid. I'm like, hey, I like video games. Computers are cool. I don't know what this is, but it sounds kind of computery. Um Turns out there's a whole new world of computers that I had no idea. Yeah, so. no
0: kidding. No <laughs> kidding. Uh, so, so what, that, what year did you, you did you first enlist? I first
1: enlisted uh, 2008 is when I started. 2008, um, okay. Right yeah, out of high school. Uh, yeah, I, like a week after high school, like uh, everyone was like t- taking their like summer vacations, yeah. not me. But yeah. I, like I actually, I think it was six days, so I didn't even make it a week. Uh, went right in, enlisted into um, into the Air Force. I was a A one C when when I enlisted. Cause I signed a six year contract because I was like, I'm doing twenty. Oh no!
0: Oh I'm my with. goodness! Oh, dude. they had me hook,
1: line, and sinker, oh, right. man. <laughs> so this is
0: so funny because I just made a video about i mean a little bit grander than just this so you signed a six-year contract for your first contract with the air force yes on what grounds like did they offer you anything additional for doing six years or you were Uh just so fired up that you were like you know what i'm gonna do 20 anyway so I might as well just start with six
1: so it was it was both um the original six year contract for combat controller, they're like, Hey, we'll give you thirty thousand dollars. If you do a four year contract, it's only like ten thousand. I was like, I right, cool, but I'm doing I'm doing twenty anyway. So <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna take the six, get you know, an extra twenty grand and yeah, just be living my best life. Yeah.
0: So a yeah. little bit of both with that. <laughs> um Oh man, that's so funny. I met this one uh this one this one Marine infantry dude that in corpus course he signed a six-year contract mm-hmm. in the infantry because the same thing He was like pumped on it. like i'm gonna do 20 like no no bonus no nothing he's like i just want to do six years <laughs> out of the gate and like i met him at his four-year mark in corpus course and he was like the most like, bitter dude yeah like, gosh man like i can't believe they let people do this you know like what the yeah. heck yeah and, and at that young of an age like yeah. you
1: know who you are at yeah. that age let yeah. alone six years from now yeah <laughs> <laughs> completely out of story
0: yeah so yeah if um, I don't, you know i don't know what bonus would be worth a, a six year out of the gate contract not i not enough i one of my troops right now uh she signed a
1: i think she signed like a two or a three-year contract it's it's less than the normal mm, four
0: yeah i was like yeah. oh that's perfect yeah um I don't know where you find those, but I know they exist from time yes. to time. Yeah, uh, I know. I, I so I heard
1: about them when I first joined the Air Force, and it was like a national call to service where mm. right when you complete your tech school, um, that that that's their AIT. Uh, it's like two years, so it, it, it works out being like two and a half years. Uh, I'm sure I'm bastardizing this in some fashion because <laughs> I've just like heard rumors until yeah. you know until uh, one of one of our medics. <laughs> shows up with a two year contract. I'm like how? Yeah, crazy. But she gets all of her benefits. <laughs> like it's it's legit.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So shop around, basically. You know. Find, oh yeah, find, yeah, yeah. Find definitely best deal. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, because what I found is that the Garden, the reserves, they all their benefits are their mm-hmm. initial benefits are so much better because they'll offer you, you know, um, twenty, thirty thousand dollars to join. Yeah, actually, that same troop, she is getting twenty thousand dollars when she goes from active duty and that's uh completed to reserves she's getting uh 20 grand
0: to make that transition wow yeah oh man she's (laughs) crushing it yeah that's that's a good deal that's a good deal uh so so you switch over to it you went through that pipeline um you have a six-year contract with the air force enlisted so i guess like you know, six years of IT work. Where they send you? What they have you doing? Mm-hmm. A kind of so, brief overview of that.
1: The uh, I graduated Keesler uh, Air Force Base, um, and that was like uh, I want to say six six months worth of IT schooling. My first assignment was in Schriever, Colorado, with the 50th Space Communications Wing, um, and that okay. is that actually became the first uh, Space Force squadron. So I'm an OG spaceman, at least that's what I tell people. Um, But start off, start off there as a tech controller. Um, Basically, we deal with, um, we deal with uh, the satellite transmission going from the, from the actual dish up to the satellite back down through uh, whatever terrestrial lines encoding Mm -hmm. and decoding of, of the bits of the bit stream. I, it was very hard for me to like visualize that at the time. Yeah. Uh, so the, the learning curve was steep. Um, so, but we, yeah,
0: I just want to like interject real quick because that's one of those like military jobs that sat like, that's the kind of crap you see on the TVs where like, maybe they're in like a dark room with all this cool tech and gear, but like yeah. paint us a little bit of a picture. Cause I, like, I knowing what I know about the military, I kind of doubt it was like that. I doubt it was as cool as you just made it sound uh so oh, like not at all <laughs> <laughs> so like i guess for the listeners that are maybe be like oh that sounds cool let me do that like explain like what what's a day in the life like real briefly
1: so a day in the life there is uh, you, you show up to work um you, you show up to work six uh so we work panamas first of all which is 12 hours on uh, 12 hours off so 12 hour shifts mm. three days on two days off two days on three days off so it is it is um Here you right know now. you only work 15 days at the month which is awesome um but you show up to work at 12 o'clock or uh, sorry six o'clock before anyone's there because it's an hour drive in because the closest uh the closest base that we were living in was peterson so like that that's a drive. Wow. Um. And, but we work in in a skiff so you had to step in through the man traps which sounds pretty cool where you know you have these magnetically locked you know box that uh, at that time like you had to you know take a look and they scanned your iris they stopped doing that very shortly thereof because that's actually a hipaa violation because females uh irises change uh huh. when they're pregnant so some of them that, that's how they found out they're pregnant
0: it's like eh. interesting <laughs> yeah. interesting well also interesting that this is actually way more high speed than i would have expected is it is this i'm setting you up this downhill (laughs) was uh what's the that netflix show is it actually called space force yes like where they like this base is like in the mountains and like Mm -hmm. the the rock opens up and like yep i didn't know that that was a real so shine mountain
1: is a real deal um Stargate is about 50% real. Uh if you've ever seen Stargate SG one or anything like that in sci-fi. Um hmm. if not, definitely check it out. It's actually Cheyenne Mountain is a Air Force base and it's built into the mountain. Hmm. Um and that was part of like the space command um or uh comp that, that we were in. But after we get through all of the security parameters, because we were like a skiff within a skiff within like a restricted area. But once we're actually in there in our work center. Not very high speed at all. It was just rows and rows of encryption equipment, uh, modulation equipment, and just anything to augment the, ba- the bit stream and to, um, and to basically move, uh, the flow of the bit stream from one from one point to another. Um, huh. Lots of blinky lights and pretty much it. Things break, we go out and we fix it. Um, gotcha.
0: Very boring. <laughs> gotcha. And I imagine like it's not like did you understand everything that was going on there or do they just teach you a very small piece of it? You can mm-hmm. do your job and like outside of that, it's like kind of magic. Yes. <laughs> so
1: you, when you first go in there, uh, you, you are just taught your job, Yeah. right? Just, Hey, we're, we're here to maintain the bit stream. But then you start to realize that, Oh, the distant end that I'm talking to, it is, you know, an aircraft carrier it is a satellite it is uh, an entire base if this line goes down you know that base loses all of their it support or um if this like uh, we had one it connected to an aircraft carrier and it yeah. went down so they had no you know no communication capability through that line and that was significantly impacting their capabilities and i i actually, I actually uh, told a colonel uh, and uh, a navy captain i didn't know this at the time but I told him that his Cessnas were going to have to wait because he wasn't the highest on the priority list, which he did not
0: like. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, e
1: three me learned a very valuable lesson on what a Navy captain was.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> not a no yeah, three, yeah. <laughs> not a no three. Yeah, that's uh, for those. Yeah, it's basically a full bird, full bird colonel in the Navy. Yeah, as captain. Yeah, right hand to God himself. <laughs> um, I I am like super ignorant on this. I don't know like this techie stuff. So when you say Bitstream, for layman. Mm-hmm what is a bit stream
1: um so it, it's it's just the so you ever hear of like 156k um 1 gig um download you know uh 56 upload something like that yeah that that that's, that's the speed of the bit stream where all of your information is going mm. uh, whether it is through a physical line such so as like your ethernet cord or through wireless um or like gps oh. um those are all different transmission mediums so your router um is a modulator and demodulator as well uh, that is, it's called a modem and so all that does is it, it takes uh it, it takes a signal in turns it into another fashion that can be then shot out um through uh your your internet service providers uh, network hmm. So, uh, the, the, bits will have like headers and footers basically saying, Hey, I have to go here and this is the, this is the data that I have. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. and then you have the footers that kind of uh, wrap it all up. There, there's various, there's various different ways you can transmit data like AM FM radio amplitude yeah. modulation versus frequency modulation. Um, it sounds <laughs> like
0: a, uh, a genetics class. I took once. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> it,
1: when, once people start speaking and get like su- super technical, like yeah. people's eyes glaze over. So whenever they're like, Oh, what do you do? I'm like, ah, I play with satellites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But I, I wasn't people,
1: a, suffice. Yeah. Yeah. Now some people, they get hard with it. Yeah. Uh, when I was going through, not so much. I like the cool things that we could do with it. Cause mm-hmm. like we were, we directly helped out like, you know, space shuttles going up. Like mm-hmm. that was really cool. Yeah. Um, But then like you know come you know career day everyone's like what do you do it's like "Eh." yeah yeah. i I make things talk (laughs) (laughs) well it actually did provide a cornerstone for Mm. literally the the rest of my the rest of my career because it gave me a very firm foundation in not only it theory but also having to talk to people who understand it who don't understand it to end users because some people um, at my second base that I went to, they just like roll over the fiber optic line and they crush the fiber optic line. They're like, God, how come my stuff's down? It's like, well, cause you rolled over glass and glass breaks. Um, <laughs> yeah, so true. you have to, you have to be a little bit, you know, uh, up to snuff on your soft skills and tell them that, you know, don't, mm. don't break the, the little bit of glass going across the line. Um, or else your computer won't
0: work. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So I I know you've, like, you've had a very unique military career thus far. Like, you've done some jumping around, which is super cool. A bit, You're, you're like, kind of optimizing whatever opportunities are available and pursuing those. Um, So at the, I mean, you did six years IT in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. Are you, are you, because you started school, like, pretty early on, right? Or were you taking college classes while enlisted? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... uh,
1: To, to give a quick review on my education and my my career path um, I spent about five years in uh, Shriever, Colorado um, and during that time I was like, you know I really like I, I'm a martial artist um, and I was like, I really like martial arts I like uh, kinesiology and like the movements, of the human body, seeing how that can articulate and how that can work. Um, I want to try, you know, to be an EMT. And I found out that uh, through, through the Air Force, um, through the Air Force, was it their TA program, mm-hmm. they will actually pay for a, a prerequisite credential that's needed to get into a program. So I was like, well, I just want to try this EMT thing, see if I like it. But I'm going to register for um, Pikes Peak Community College's um, paramedic program. But in order to be accepting the paramedic program, I have to have my EMT license hmm. or certification. So they paid for my certification. And that was like 12 credits at the time. And Interesting. Because so, of my schedule.
0: So, mm-hmm. Yeah, because TA has a uh, $4,500 a year yes. limit. And so basically mm-hmm. you said, hey, I want to do this paramedic program with my TA. Yep. But in order to do that, I have to do this EMT course first. So basically they said, regardless of the $4,500 a year limit or any other limit associated with it, we want to get you to that program. So we'll pay for the EMT.
2: Yes.
1: And that doesn't count against, um, it was called the AF Cool program at the time, um, which is a certification program where they will pay up to, uh, I want to say it's like two or $3,000 worth of um, a certification. But you only get to use it like once.
3: Hmm.
1: I didn't want to burn that because I, I, oh, I knew I was going to get certified in something. I just don't know what yet. So this was a free way I could have uh, gotten another certification.
0: Interesting. Um, yeah. Cool. And
1: I, I ended up using it. Um, I was able to work out with my boss because we were doing that Panama schedule. I, I'd worked out um, to where every I would only go on Saturday
3: hmm.
1: into school. And I was it was a twelve hour day on on Saturday at school, just taking a week's worth of classes cool. and cramming it into one class. It was it was a long Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was able to do that, and I found out that you know I really liked healthcare. Uh, I wanted to do the clinical side nursing and be you know a nurse or a physician or something, but I just didn't have the time. Like mm. I, I'm, I was actually doing military active duty comes first. Yeah. So I was like, well, administration is a good way to go. Um, cause you can impact things a lot more and I could do that in parallel to, you know, my, my military career. Mm. So I started up an online program. Um, after I got my, actually at the same time I was getting my, um, my EMT. So I was taking a total of 23 credits at one time.
0: 23 uh, credits one it was, semester it
1: was it was it was too much too much yeah. Brutal. um yeah i i at the at the end i think i had to drop out of one class just because i had a powerful need to sleep at some point in time
0: yeah
1: yeah um but all covered by ta 100 percent. I, I have not paid a single cent for any of my education
0: and you're at um, you've you have a master's now, right?
1: Yes. Yep. I did That's end up crazy. with a master's. Uh, before I left uh, the military, I was able to get my associate's, bachelor's, master's, um, security plus certification, EMT certification, <laughs> and my project, uh, my PMP, my project management professional, um, all paid for.
0: Before you left, not your first six years.
1: Before I left, not before my uh, first six years were up.
0: Okay. Um, Because you're uh, still in, so that just sounds a little bit confusing. So true. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I've left the military twice, (laughs) and I'm going to do it a third time.
1: (laughs) Um, uh, So I finished up at Schreiber. I was deployed to Qatar. Okay. Um, went my first deployment did 365 because if you're going to do something, do it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's where I finished up my bachelor's and I started my master's. Um, while deployed. Uh, Online. Yeah, all online. That was that was the only way that I could. Uh, that i could do it because I, I i sat down and i was thinking to myself how can i what what's better for me to get out of the military and go to school and maybe have a degree yeah or, or, or to go to school but i'll lose like four or five years yeah you know worth of headway or do i just take online classes mm. and you know <laughs> kind of, you know, build the plane as it's falling, hope
0: hoping hoping for the best. <laughs> you get some lift uh, before you hit the ground. Yeah. 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 So, so
1: I was really hoping yeah. for. It. Yeah. Um, so I, I I figured it would be better if I did get out because I was getting kinda salty. Mm. Um uh actually uh, just what we were talking about, like near the end of my contract, I was getting kind of salty. I was like, I I'm not really feeling this. Yeah. Um I was like if I get out, I'd much rather get out with a few degrees, a few certifications yeah. than if I uh Got out, then went to school. Yeah. So uh, finished up in Qatar, and they were originally going to send me back because I got promoted from E four, a senior airman, to an E five, staff sergeant. Mm. Um, I, I I won a few like uh, NCO of the quarter type things, and that that helped that helped like build build my uh, promotion package. Yeah. Um, but I got promoted there, and how. The Air Force does their 365 deployments. Is you can choose what your next unit is or your next base is. Hmm. Well, I was going to go to Italy. I was going to go to Aviano. Hmm. Um, I thought that was the coolest thing. But I, when I got promoted, I was no longer qualified to do that job because that job was for an E four, not for an E five. Gotcha. So they were like, "Hey, you're going to go back to Shriver. Like, no, I'm, I'm over Shriver. I've, I've done. I've been there for four years. I'm good. Yeah. Um, so called called the branch manager um and had them had them change and basically pleaded my case saying hey like i, I don't want to go back there i've i've done kind of all i can do you know four years i want assignments kind of long sure um so they said hey we found this really cool assignment if you stay um so i had i had to change my um my contract because i didn't have the retainability and if you're going to go overseas you need at least two years um, of retainability. They're like, if you extend or re-enlist, we'll give you the 353rd Special Operations um, uh, Special Operations uh, Communication Squadron um, over in Kadena, Japan. I was like, yeah, a free trip to Japan? Sign me up.
0: If you extend or re-enlist. So you were yes. at, like, approaching the six-year mark here and they wanted mm-hmm. you to go to, what, eight years, 10 years? Like, how-
1: uh, so... I was approaching the. I want to say it was the five-year mark. Okay. Uh, I was getting kind of close. Um, if I did go to Japan, I I didn't have enough time, so I extended. I think for another year, or eighteen months, um, just to get me through uh, through my through my contract. I, I think I stayed a total of seven years and four months active duty enlisted. Mm. Um, and, and so I spent. Yeah. Two years in, in Japan, uh, with the three fifty third. uh, fantastic group of people. Um, and I actually, that's where I got my CCAF, which that's the community college of the air force. Um, so it's an associate's degree. Yeah. So I got my associate's degree a week before I got my master's degree, <laughs>
3: um,
1: good, which man. is weird. So I got my bachelor's associates and my master's. Mm. Um, so I hit, I touched down, uh, November, October 31st. So on, on Halloween in, in Japan. And they were like, Hey, we're going to go out and we're going to go to this little place called American village. And tell you what, they know how, they know how to tear it up there. Like we saw like fire shows where they had like samurais, they were all going at with this like flaming swords, just hitting like, it was, it was the coolest thing there. Um, I loved my time in Japan. Uh, but at the same time I was saving money. I was, um, actually had a challenge for some of my troops there was who can save more money on a, on a percentage basis, because it's not just, sure. you know, as an E5, I make more so I can save more. Yeah. It was, you know, just on, on a percentage basis of our total income, who can save more? And we were getting about 80%. Nice, Like nice. actually that, that same guy right now, um, he, he owns two homes and he's in Japan as a contractor and he owns two homes in Japan. Like he's crushing it. Nice. Um, but so we, me and my guys, we would have all these like financial competitions to, to see like who can save more, who can invest better. Cause during my time in Qatar, I actually started getting pretty deep into Mr. Money mustache and mm-hmm. investing. I was an early adopter into Tesla, um, back in 2011. Um, I invested, uh, with them and, and that was pretty good. And I used those funds to, to buy other stocks with, um, and I was carrying that forward, trying to just hemorrhage all the knowledge that I had at the time. So I was going to school and also learning about real estate and about stocks at the same time, trying to build uh, a financially free portfolio.
0: Mm. Um, what, was that always the goal? I mean, like you hit the ground kind of running, like you started, you know, with your mm-hmm. EMT, taking college courses, like 23 credits at once is not a joke, especially while being like full-time active duty. So it, it hurt it, my feelings. It what's that? It hurt my feelings. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> so did you always have that drive and like that desire to accomplish or achieve or like you know where where is that coming from or and like when did that idea of like your financial freedom pursuits and financial education um, start? Yeah. Uh so for the
1: drive I I was always a martial artist and that really came from my martial art instructor. He beat discipline mm. and, and having goals into us <laughs> literally, <laughs> uh, um, you know, that's martial arts, the one place where they can hit you and you'll pay for it. Um, <laughs> it's uh, so I think that really came from my martial art background of just hey if i'm gonna do something i'm we're we're gonna go all in and we're we're gonna do the best that we can now i wasn't always you know a stellar performer um we were saying in our our pre in our uh pre-show that i was about to get kicked out of the air force uh, because i was failing my cdc tests and i happened to go through a divorce and i bought a super expensive car and that was a very low point was when I was at Shrever. It was the highest, Mm. the high, but also the lowest of the low. Mm. Um, and I had to have this, like come to Jesus moment with myself where I was like, Hey, I'm broke. My personal life is destroyed. I'm about to really mess up my, my professional life. And we have to never do this again. Mm. Um, so the, the, you know, first time out into the, you know, into the world, you know, seeing all these cool new places, you know, San Antonio, Gulfport, Mississippi, uh, Colorado Springs, just incredible. But as a kid who grew up in Tampa, didn't really go to a lot of places. Um, it was, it was a whirlwind of experiences Then I wasn't, I wasn't. Mature enough at that time to be able to be like, all right, these are cool, but I have to focus and prioritize mm-hmm. on on what should have been a priority. So it took all that happening for me to get that firm foundation, get get that that disciplined approach towards financial freedom because I was almost bankrupt because I bought a sixty thousand dollar Audi. I was that, that's the epitome of stupid, and I see that happen all the time. I have, I have a troop right now with a fifty thousand dollar Mustang, dude. <laughs>
0: You bought a $60,000 Audi. Yes. Uh, as, the Audi was actually more expensive than
1: my rent. It was the dumbest thing I've done.
0: As a e- E4 at the time? Yes. As an E4. I, I mean, like, this is the quintessential stupid enlisted yeah. thing to do. 100%. And 100%. It is. You should never do that. Post deployment, like, you got like a bunch of money in the bank. No, this you is pre think- deployment. Oh, it's a pre. I book. didn't even have Either the worse. money. It was it was hundred percent leveraged. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So at a, at a low low rate of fifteen percent, <laughs> was it actually? I think it was more like seven. Okay, okay, but it's All still right. stupidly Thanks, but, high. Yeah, very high um and i'll and i'll give you credit for at least being original with the audi because that you know usually it's like a 350z or a mustang yeah or a no well, you, or you, you gotta like have that. that little bit of sophistication so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah far a little bit a little bit on the classy side but exactly. uh still stupid regardless so 100 like speak on that experience and like uh, what made you realize like wow i just bought a sixty that like this is like two years worth of my pay my base pay essentially yeah Um, and so what made you realize that you done messed up i love this car i really do it was it was was an audi
1: i think it was like a a full bore like a5 um and i I thought that was the sexiest car alive um like it was was on my wallpaper like it was it was (laughs) it was everything um I test drove it and I absolutely loved it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I didn't step back and think financially about mm, it. I was yeah. thinking with my emotions, yeah. um, which actually paid uh, that lesson paid off in the future for me. Mm. Um, but I was like, no, I want to do this. Cause I was driving around a little forerunner uh, at the time. And I was like, I, I want this car. Um, and Went in, whipped it around some corners, test driving. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do it. And right when we did it, uh, right when it was all said and done, like I was on cloud nine, showed it to all my friends. Everyone was rocking. They're like, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then the next day after all those endorphins came up, you know, went away, I was like, oh, I messed up. I messed up bad. <laughs> so I, I called them. I'm like, hey, I messed up. I Have my car back? Like I'm sorry, I'll give you the keys. And and the the salesman was like, "No, nah, man, you signed the papers. Like the car's yours." Oh my god!
3: <laughs> oh, my thankfully, gosh,
2: the dude.
1: the only thing that saved me was I was about to deploy, but I was paying like 752 dollars a month on a car to sit in storage.
2: Oh, <laughs> it, it, Not it, only I did just,
0: you pay for the car, you had to pay for storage. I imagine. Yes. Huh? Oh yeah. my gosh! But so here here's one of the cool things though so i was living off
1: base at that time so i moved all my stuff into a storage unit got uh, got rid of my apartment and so all i had so i was still getting bah which is basic allowance for housing mm-hmm. um i think i was getting paid around 1200 a month and my storage only cost 150 bucks at most you know to fit you know my one room's worth of stuff in a car mm-hmm. um a very expensive car, um, but. Uh, so I was able to make, I want to say around $900 a month from that for my BAH while I was deployed, which I mean, all of that went right into, went right into paying for the, for the car payment. <laughs> um, but then yeah. all of my other deployment money I was getting, I was investing. Um, and I pretty much was day trading because how the the time different work, difference works when I was in Qatar, by the time I was getting on shift, because uh, I'd work nights. Um, the morning stock market was up and going. So I'd hop on, pull up the stocks. I'm like, all right, cool. Now I'm going to go do work after I, you know, check the stocks and, you know, either felt good because it's up or felt bad because it's down. Now as a <laughs> stock trader, you shouldn't feel any way towards uh, <laughs> how the stocks go, but yeah. I didn't know. I just spent $6,000 on a car. I'm emotional. <laughs> um, <laughs> horrible. Oh, man. Um, but, but martial arts and having a horrible, horrible, experience financially mm. and personally going through a divorce at the time yeah. uh, really led me to being like hey I I have to get in here um so you know, you know, my- you
0: know a little bit of a perfect storm that kind of like made you realize like all right I got like these yes. things are about to go real badly if I don't fix myself
1: yes and I can't be more thankful to my to my sergeant uh, at the time sergeant brew Baker you're still out there you know, I, I I owe her my career because mm. she pulled my head out of my ass. Like, don't get me wrong, it was way up there. Like, <laughs> I like get Um, but then also uh another mentor of mine, uh, Dr. Christopher Lace. He's incredible. Uh he 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 got his PhD uh while I was getting like my undergrad. He was like, Come cause what I was going through, he also did like mm. seven years earlier. Huh. Um so I didn't learn from his mistakes. I had to make my own unique mistakes. Actually. I had a newer, better ideas. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but he showed me how to correct them earlier and faster. Mm. So if it wasn't for those two people um, at that at the right place at the right time, uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't be sitting talking to you right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I took all that momentum and I, I kept that going throughout my bachelor's. And I finished my bachelor's while I was deployed to guitar. Um Went right into my master's. I, I want to say there was like a. Five day window between the the ending of one and the beginning of the next, and we just kept the ball rolling. And from there, uh, from Qatar, I went to Kadena in Japan, finished my time there. I went on the, on a deployment to the Philippines there, um, which got to save a little bit more money. I got to teach uh, another one of the IT people. I got to work with. Um, he actually owns two homes and two Teslas now. Because he bought he bought Apple at the perfect time, he bought Microsoft at the perfect time, Tesla at the perfect time. Like this guy is an absolute animal when it comes to stocks. Um, and I was able to to help mentor him uh, at the start of his um, at the start of his journey. So now he's he's a master sergeant in the Air Force. He owns he owns two homes that he doubled his money on mm-hmm. in Colorado and one in Texas now. Like he he's awesome.
0: So I I, I, I want to talk a, l- a little bit about your your experience with the TA and like take getting all these degrees done because mm-hmm. I think I I think a lot of people join with good intentions of like oh like I can do college while I'm in and they like, they have this idea Not and yeah yeah like, so like I want like paint that picture I mean twenty three credits at once like that's for sure difficult um, yeah but like what I mean the amount of work that you had to put in, I mean, did you have a life? No, Uh, so it's like, you you have
1: time, you have sleep and you have a social life. Like that's pretty much it. Uh, My average day was I would wake up, I'd work out, I'd go to work, when I finished up work, I studied. I have a picture somewhere, I was in mop gear. Uh, We were doing an exercise and here I was in mop gear trying to hand jam one of my uh one of my papers i had, I had to do like a five-page paper and typing when you're in mop gear yeah, with those yeah, gloves is yeah. stupid idea but i had to get it done we were um we were going to thailand i want to say and we were in, in a, like a c-130 i i downloaded all of my research paper that we were doing so while everyone else was watching movies you know just hanging out kicking it sleeping i was studying i was cracking out um th- this paper it i did not have a personal life I think I during the entire two years I was in Japan, I probably hung out with people maybe ten times just because I was cracking out five to ten Man. page papers every week like it was
0: do, do you really like no that at all? I mean like you're in Japan, like there's so many opportunities and like so much to see and a little, you're, you're just doing school
1: yeah you know? a, a, a little yeah um I took at that point in time it was more important for me to get my degree and to save as much money as possible that that was that was my goal because i was trying to commission um Mm -hmm. into the medical service corps being an msc officer and i was like if 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 that's my goal i have to do it i have to go as hard as i can now because with how the mscs work is if you have at the time if you had more than eight years time in service you could you did not qualify oh wow so my undergraduate degree didn't apply um, or didn't qualify for to be a MSC. So a, a, I had to get a, 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 direct,
0: a direct commission program. Yes.
1: Yep. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, so I've I've direct commissioned twice. <laughs>
0: Both times as MSCs.
1: Now I'm going to do the third time. Huh. Um uh, So I
0: yeah. Has, explain that. So so you, you you did your time in Japan. You ultimately left active duty Air Force after how many years?
1: Yep. So I finished up. Uh, active duty air force was seven years, four months. Now I didn't, for my education, I didn't only use my TA because $4,500 a year is not enough. For crack now, 23 credits, mm -mm, we we need more. So I had the, I had the Montgomery GI bill, which while you're in utilizing the Montgomery GI bill is far better because it goes based on how much the credits cost, as opposed to the time. Which, if you use the post nine eleven GI Bill, that's time based. Where if you use four months, it doesn't matter what the cost of the program is. If you use four months at an associate's level versus a master's level, it's still four months worth of benefits. With the Montgomery GI Bill, where it's money based. If you go and take a like an associates, you know, uh, English one hundred and one, English one hundred and one in a, a community college versus a uh, university, it's been very different.
0: I would like, I'm not a big advocate for using the GI bill on active duty for most people. Like, I think like you were very, very driven and had a very specific goal. And like you had a timeline that you were working with, you had to crunch out before then where it makes sense to use the GI bill. But when you only have a maximum of 48 months, you know, the general rule is 36 Mm -hmm. months of GI bill to use that and not be getting like the BAH that comes from it because you're on active duty like there's yeah. an opportunity cost there. So yep. in my opinion, like the GI bill is kind of like last resort. But for people like you, where you're like, I know what I'm doing. I just need like that extra little bit of funding. This is worth it to me to knock at the, the BH, you know, after the fact. Um, it makes sense. But like yep. for the listeners, like use TA, use FAFSA, use everything else before yeah. the GI bill, unless you're, as well-prepared and well thought out as Tim is <laughs> oh, a, a, a hundred percent. Um, that, that was my last resort. I was, mm. I was applying for scholarships.
1: Yeah. I was doing everything I could to not touch my GI bill. But yeah. at, at the master's level, it was like every class was $2,200 give or right. take. It, there, there was no way. And I, I had to sit down and like, I had to run the numbers. I was like, okay, if I get out, I, 'Cause on uh, the civilian, I'm an information technology project manager. That's what I do, a healthcare information technology project manager, because it's a niche within a niche within a niche. Um, hmm. I was like, Well, they they make, you know, around six figures. Um, and I had to do this cost benefit analysis mm-hmm. of how much would I make as a student with the post nine eleven GI Bill while I'm trying to get yeah, you know, these degrees, yes. these certifications versus already having them in and
0: sure. The
1: opportunity cost was massive. Don't get me wrong. It it entirely was. Most people if value a social life. At that time, I didn't. Um, Going back to your question. Yeah, I kind of regret it looking back now. But I also graduate or I got out of the military with three degrees and three three certifications. So I was able to leverage that to then start um, funding my real estate. Um, Mm. So it's it's a give and a take. Yeah. And I had to sacrifice my, my social life while I was in Japan. So there's a tough, there's a ton of stuff in Japan that I just didn't get, to, didn't get to do yeah. because I needed this degree in a certain amount of time.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I was, go ahead. I, I was getting a little bit bitter, uh, uh, near the end of my, my time in Japan. I was around seven years in the military and, I was finishing up my master's degree and I was looking at all the other officers, you know, around me. I was like, these guys are dumb. Um, (laughs) say for, say for, uh, my, uh, my immediate supervisor or my immediate, uh, captain, he was awesome. I'm actually still friends with him uh, to this day. Every once in a while, actually, he made a Lieutenant Colonel. Um, but I'll I'll ping him on Facebook. I'm like, Hey, (laughs) what, what do you think about this? Um, great guy. Um, but outside of that, I was like, I can do that. I Yeah. I was like, yeah. I have more education than you. And you're getting paid like four times as much. I'm like, I'm, I'm not about this life. Uh, yeah. So like I had a pretty big chip on my shoulder. Uh, um, on my shoulder. So I got, I applied to be an MSC active duty. And they said, no, go kick rocks. there. Yeah. Um, but so, that was like my one shot because I had that eight year time in service limit. So was I was like, like okay, okay. I, I have a decision point now because I'm about to get out. But then uh, the Air Force offered me, the Air Force offered me uh Germany. And I was like, ooh, so do I do Germany and yeah. just sacrifice my commissioning attempts mm. to direct commission as a medical service corps officer, which that was my entire goal. Yeah. Um, that and to be financially free. Yeah. Or do I get out and wing it? Try again. Mm. So I rolled the dice, I got out. I just happened to land a postgraduate internship um as a project management intern. Uh that actually paid uh, it was a paid internship. So super lucky. I at the time had 120 days worth of user lose or not user lose, but it was a terminal leave.
0: leave. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I was able to 120 get, days. Yeah. They That's actually pretty changed pretty they 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 changed the rule like a few months after I went through. They're like no more than ninety. And now they're yeah. cut back. They're like no more than 60. Um, But yeah, so
0: I <clears throat> used so you got, you, you got out. You're like, I'm done yeah, with the military. 100, breaking service. Let me let me go. Let me go do my civilian thing. Yep. And so yep. you, yeah. So you got out. You're on your 120 days of terminal mm-hmm. leave. Yep. Uh, in I landed. Internship.
1: In, I landed in Pennsylvania doing my internship. Um, I still wanted to be an MSC officer. Still mm. want to, but I was like, I'm kind of digging a civilian life. I get to wake up when I want to. If I don't want to shave, I'm not going to shave. <laughs> I was like, I, right, you know, let me, uh, let me try to, let me try to try this reserve thing, mm. kind of meet it halfway in the middle. And I hooked up with a health professional recruiter who he, he looked at my resume, my curriculum vitae, my uh, my. Uh, EPR is my enlisted performance reports. And it's like, okay, what do you want to do? Because you have to write essays and, you know, you have to interview to yeah. be, you know, an MSC. And they're like, you know what? We have the unit for you. You you seem like you like a more faster pace, you know, environment. Let's try aeromedical evacuation. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed with the 914th Aeromedical Medical Evacuation Unit out at Niagara Falls. And I was very fortunate enough that the, the team there and I clicked very well. And they, they accepted me uh, as an MSC. Huh. So I started, um, as I was ending my internship and starting my first actual job, um, I was a project manager for a healthcare information technology company um, in, in New York City. I was also driving across the state to Niagara Falls uh, to do a weekend's worth of work as an MSC officer. Um, gotcha. So I was playing that dual hat yeah. for yeah, yeah. about two years, three years.
0: Yeah, reserve life and guard life like that one weekend a month. That it's one weekend, yeah, I mean, it's good. But that one weekend can often be like, like, feel like a lot more <laughs> when oh, you got to yeah. commute a bunch and you're like balancing mm-hmm. two careers. Yeah, yeah. So, it's so hard. you, so you were able to leave active duty, enlisted. You got out. You're like, all right, I'm going to be a civilian, and then. You still want to be MSC, so you ultimately got hired on with an Air Force Reserve, mm-hmm. yes, Air Force, Air Force Reserve. Reserve unit up in up in New York while you're still doing your civilian job. Yes, yep. And how long? And, how long did you end up staying with the Air Force Reserves as a commissioned officer for?
1: Uh, I want to say it was like two and a half years. I okay. did. Um, what was the commitment? I, I, uh, I think the commitment was three years, so I actually had to have a waiver signed. Um, saying like, "Hey, you know, he's um, he's good. We, we approve him to you know to to break that commitment." Mm. Um, but the reason why I switched because now I'm a I'm an active duty MSC officer in the army. So I went active duty, enlisted Air Force to Reserve Air Force as an officer to active duty Army officer.
0: Which is um, like it, it, most people would be like, "Why the heck would you leave?" air force reserve (laughs) officer to go active duty army like that's just counterintuitive to most people
1: it it entirely is um that's why i'm trying to go back (laughs) um (laughs) but i love being an msc Mm -hmm. like that that to me i i I realized that as i was taking that like eight hour you know drive from new york city to buffalo um i was like i love this like Mm -hmm. I just couldn't, I couldn't get enough of it. And I was like, well, the air force, you know, they they had that eight year time in service cap and I was, I was over eight years at that time. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to see if the army you know, ha- has MSC because I tried the Navy, tried the coast guard. They're like, no, nah, uh, they they do have them, but they're like, you're, you, you're too dumb. Fair. <laughs> um, but, but the army, they're like, Hey, we have five slots open. Give, Give it a shot. Huh. I was like, all right, I'll roll my dice. So I I I had the hardest conversation I will probably ever have is when I had to ask my colonel, um, actually uh, my my commander and my uh my senior MSc, who I'm actually gonna go see her retire uh two weeks from now. Um if if I can actually leave the unit, because guard and reserve units operate very differently yeah. than active duty. Active duty, you always have people coming and going. Yeah. Garden Reserve, like my my Fulberg, he was there for 20 years, one unit. Crazy. Yeah. It, like crazy. Like that unit is a family. Yeah. Um, so hard decision and a hard conversation I had to make. And I was like, look, I'm I just want to give it a try. I want to just mm-hmm. apply for this army thing. If I get it, great. If but chances are I won't, because there's only five slots open. And they actually had so many people, um, so many people apply that they shut down new applicants. Wow. Yeah. Um and I was like, I'm I'm probably not gonna get it. But I would regret not trying. Yeah. And they yeah. said, all right, go go give it a go. So that they signed a conditional release. And sure enough, I, I baffled someone with my bullshit and <laughs> I was able to, you know, commission into the army um as a medical service corps officer. Uh and you know I tended If I'm doing something, I tend to go full bore into it. I'm like, well, if I'm doing army, well, I'm going to go airborne, you know? Mm. So, uh, I, now I'm with an airborne unit in the 82nd. Um, and that's what brought me to Fayetteville.
3: Hmm. Um,
1: well, I, 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 am not what I found is on the army side is I value my time, uh, because during this entire process, I'm buying homes. Yeah. Um, when I got to New York city, I started to buy a home in upstate New York. Um, and then I bought another home in upstate New York. First home was a duplex and I house hacked that one. Second home was a vacation home. That's like a family, uh family home. And then as I transitioned from, from the air force to the army, I found out I was going to Fayetteville. And so I was, I, I bought a home in Fayetteville. Um, the one you're in now or? Nope. Nope. So, so there's, there's two more homes after this one, <laughs> um, or before this one. Uh, so I land in, in Fayetteville, brand brand new first lieutenant uh, in the army, no idea what I'm doing, mm. um, just to trying to figure it out because I speak Air Force very fluently, Army not yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so we're learning. Uh, I buy a home specifically with the intention of house hacking. So it was a new build. I I'm going to live in like the master bedroom. I'm going to rent out. Uh, is a three bed, three bed, two and a half bath, uh, one thousand nine hundred square feet. Uh, I was living in the master bedroom. I had a roommate uh, that I found uh, through like Roomster. Um, so I, I had interviewed them, which means that I, you know, before that I was googling, you know, how to interview, you know, what to look for, you <laughs> yeah, know, when yeah, interviewing yeah. a you know, roommate. Yeah. Um, in, in a lot of what I do is kind of like that. Uh, like I rented my first, my first home. I googled how to reno the kitchen because oh, yeah. it was bad. And I was like, I don't know, but I like YouTube. I have YouTube and a sledgehammer, yeah. and we're gonna learn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no kidding. But uh, in, in, I think that's kind of the story of yeah of everything that I do is the act of doing is more important than mm-hmm. having you know a perfect plan because there's no perfect time, there's no perfect plan. You just yeah. you just have to execute.
0: And I think that like your your military career thus far is a good illustration of that because it's, it, it's kind of like all over the place in a sense, you know? And so it kind of just shows like having an idea and then just taking action on it. Yeah. And and rather than like a lot lot of people like have an idea, they'll think about it for a long time and then they'll kind of like fizzle away. But like you could, you just like, you have an idea, you find the opportunity, you find that door and you just like do whatever you got to do to open it. And so I think that, um, rather than like just staying in one branch for 20 years you know now you're what two, uh, what year is it 12 13 years in yeah 12 years in and you're just kind of like navigating circumventing yeah. different little doors and, yeah. and making it happen
1: because i mean the, the, the military operates on rules and regulations yeah. right it, it's built on these things but there's loopholes oh, dude, you know so there, there's funny. little crevices that, that you can go into yeah um it's, it's not necessarily a path of least resistance because mm-hmm. the path of least resistance is just stay enlisted yeah. um, and nothing against that. It's just, I want to be an MSC officer. Yeah. Uh, but as I got older, as my life has changed, my idea of success has also changed mm. and has grown and evolved. Um, Definitely. cause at first I was like, ah, I want to be an officer. Then mm-hmm. it was, ah, I want to be an MSC officer. Yeah. Then ah, I want to be active duty MSC. And I was like, ah, no, because now I value my time a little bit more because mm. I have five homes now. I, I also, you know, have other side hustles that I'm trying to do. Yeah. I want to relax a little bit. So my path is kind of moving as I further re- as I further define what success is for me. Yeah. Um, because like right now, as we were saying earlier, I work like 12 to 16 hour days, which yeah. is absolutely silly. And that's, the, a major reason why I'm leaving the army, and mm-hmm. I'm actively uh, in the process of going back to the Air Force Reserves. Um, same unit, which is a fun thing to do. What was that?
0: The same unit? Like, there's going to a, a different or? unit,
1: but okay. it, going back to like how everything is connected when we first uh, started uh, started this podcast. Yeah, one of the lieutenant colonels that was on my first commissioning attempt uh, on the board for the nine fourteen. Um, he went out to this other unit and because I, I keep in touch with them because the MSC Corps and part of why I love the Air Force MSC Corps is because they're so tight um, like I'm still friends with all of them you know and there, there's like nine of us mm. and we still talk to this day I was talking with them legit uh, last week um, cool. and I'm going to see one of them retire next week but he happened to go up beyond the board of of the new unit that i was applying to and i was like i want to work for him you know because he's awesome so everything kind of links back to itself Mm, um the the military for as large as it is it's also very small small. um Mm. and networking uh, networking is one of your resources you know you have time energy you have your money but you also have your network Mm. because you can tax your network you know you, you can try to get new opportunities with that but it comes at a cost. If you're always asking for something and you're taxing Mm. that, uh, Mm. that's your network's going to start to shrink. Um, but, uh, going back, I was in the, I was in the army, um, and I deployed to Syria. And during that time, I, I was ready to buy another home and I bought a sight unseen multifamily in up in New York. So it's a triplex, um, (laughs) right by my, uh, right by my duplex that, that I bought up there. And all this time I'm using like property managers and I have a team in New York that my, my real estate agent, they know what I want. They know, um, I've kept the lines of communication open with them. And I'm like, Hey, if I say I'm ready to execute, here's my parameters. Mm. If you send me something like this, we'll get an inspector in there. If the inspection uh, signs off, we'll close. I don't want to waste their time. Yeah, they don't want to waste my time because their time is money. You know, I I don't want to be a burden and pull and attract from that. So I have to be value added to that. Mm. Um, So as long as I have a good, nice, concise list of exactly what I want and what I'm looking for and what the numbers that I'm trying to hit are, that way they they have the intent behind the the purchase. They'll they'll be able to find one because I only work with people who understand real estate investing yeah Um, thankfully my realtor up there up in New York does she owns homes and she's one of my real estate mentors so we have a very good um, we have a very good relationship I was able to buy a a triplex up there and when I got back after my deployment I was like you know I still have a little bit of my VA uh, of my uh, VA entitlement mortgage left and because you have $480,000 worth of a VA home loan.
0: So this is, this is interesting. So you've used your VA loan multiple times.
1: Yes. I've used it three times.
0: Simultaneously. Are those VA loans still out? Yes. Okay. So So the
1: the first home uh, was a duplex. I used a VA home loan for that. I lived in one unit. Yep. Yep. Yep, I house hacked, but it was also live and flip. So I got at the top.
0: So what was, cause I'm trying to figure out like how to, how to use another VA loan. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, th- I think like 80, 80 grand or something like that of my entitlement is used up.
1: Okay. So you have $400,000 left. You're good to
0: go. Four hundred thousand. $400,000 of entitlement total is what you're, Allotted, uh, or like,
1: so you have a total of four. I, I think, I think the new one's like four hundred and eighty-five thousand okay. dollars worth of entitlements. Now that does change if you're in a high cost of living area. Okay. So if you're in, you know, Los Angeles, that's actually like seven or eight hundred thousand dollars. But for, for for the majority of us, it's going to be four hundred eighty thousand dollars. And you can look you can look this up on E benefits um, as to where your uh, what your uh, zip code is and what you're entitled to. Um, but all you have to do is live in your – it has to be your primary domicile for mm. a year. That's that's the requirement. If you violate that, then you're committing you know, mortgage fraud, and that's not good. Mm. Um, I don't know how they would find out, but I'm not willing to risk it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you, in the class of real estate, as long as it's residential, that's all they really care about. Mm. So it can be up to a quadplex, so- and you can still qualify
0: Because I was looking, I was looking this up the other day, and I saw like there are only certain circumstances that you could take out another VA loan, even with the entitlement availability. Like you have to move markets or something. you can't just buy another duplex down the street. As long as you move into it, you can't. Interesting. Okay. So, um, talking now, now I I also,
1: I also uh, do what's called geographical arbitrage which mm. is a fancy way of saying, hey, the military moves me wherever I go, I'll buy a home. Yeah. But I use the VA home loan for that. Mm. So I moved uh, to upstate New York, bought a home there. Um, then I moved, where, where's my second one? Oh yeah, Fayetteville. <laughs> then I um, eventually moved to Fayetteville and I bought another VA home loan there. Um, bought another investment home when I was in Syria, sight unseen, um, which is a fantastic way of doing things. Um,
0: <laughs> is that sarcasm?
1: No, oh, that's, that's complete sarcasm. You, you should never do that. So don't know, see, don't get me yeah, wrong; like yeah. it was, I saw a lot through you know having photos and videos taken, but there's scary. something about being there in person um, that that for me, I, I there's some there's some things that would have stuck out a little bit more, and yeah. I'm actually evicting one of the one of my tenants because they haven't paid, and in the <gasps> the guy who sold me that particular property lied. He said, mm. hey, here's my P&L, my profit and loss statement. Oh, Look boy. how great these numbers are. Oh, boy. And they were fantastic numbers. But he didn't, he neglected to say that, oh yeah, but one of the guys ain't paying. So these numbers are a lie.
0: It would be this if they were paying, but they weren't. Yes.
1: So <laughs> something something I know now is, hey, show me the show me the bank statements Yeah. that, that prove your P&L. So you mm-hmm. said hey it's this prove it. Um I I learned that now um we're evicting someone it's it's still cash flowing so yeah. it's still profitable. Yeah. but You know, it could be a lot more profitable. Yeah. Um yeah. but I got back from Syria and I I already closed on that deal. And it was about 2 months after that I was like, you know, really want another home um because not only do I want, you know, a, a home, you know, kind of wherever I go, I also want to have a home in different market classes mm. so i have like a a minus b plus home uh that's in fayetteville and i just moved in that and that's how i met the bigger or not the bigger pocket c uh five pillars team yeah. and daniel and they were able to hook me up with this uh this home that i'm in right now that I'm, that I'm still house acting in same exact methodology nice, nice. Um, but but this is like a uh a solid b market that's designed for junior enlisted. Mm. So when I fly away um, and go to wherever I'm going next, I'll have within Fayetteville, one that's for senior enlisted uh, or, you know, leaders, you know, not officers, senior enlisted type, but also one for junior enlisted as well. So I'm maximizing my uh, target
0: market. Cool, cool, cool. I'm curious after, after like totally getting your money's worth out of TA, and also your VA loan. Like mm. what has been your favorite program or opportunity that you've that you've leveraged? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so
1: the favorite, I still say the best one is that it, it was the very first one where there were, they were saying from the program standpoint mm. that I had to um I could take that paramedic. You know, I could sign up for paramedics, and they would yeah. pay for my EMT certification because that's when it really opened my eyes to a lot of things. Mm. Um, I got to meet so many cool people, and it opened my eyes to healthcare. And I discovered that I actually had a passion for healthcare. I don't necessarily like patient interaction all that much, however, I I can geek out on a spreadsheet and a uh, PowerPoint presentation. So, as an administrator, that that actually started me down that path. Mm. Um, but. I would say was helped me the most is utilizing the the, the VA. Because halfway through, I switched from the Montgomery GI Bill to the post-9-11 GI Bill. And that actually st- extends it out. I don't think they do it nowadays. I think when you go in, it's just post-9-11. Yeah, it's one of the...
0: it's yeah, yeah. Uh, a good question. Uh, it, yeah. There was a point where it's like one or the other, and maybe mm-hmm. now it's only the post-9-11. Yeah. So that's a good point. But... When when you extend, you get an
1: extra year, at least you did at the time. So I was able to do that and I was able to squeeze out a little bit more. And I took a postgraduate certification in project management uh, through Villanova. And that's what really helped me uh, kind of refine because I, I have my PMP. I'm a project manager. Nice. That's what really helped me refine that. And I was also able to get, um, I was able to get my BAH while yep. i was out of the military and doing that so yeah. if you can't squeeze any little bit out of it definitely do it it's yeah. very worth
0: it yeah i mean i you know like i i'm not one to advocate for like milking the systems you know yeah. but i am one to advocate for like leveraging it and like using it as much as possible for what mm-hmm. you need you know, for whatever your goal is, as long as your goal is not indefinitely milk it, you know, like (laughs) it's to like get a real job and it's like to go to work and like be -hmm. successful for yourself. Um, Absolutely. Get everything you can out of it to help you get to where you want to go and then, Mm -hmm. you know, show somebody else how to get where they want to go kind of thing. No, definitely. That's,
1: um, and and that's why I was doing like project management because that, that, that's kind of my, my bread and butter is healthcare information, technology project management. Yeah that's Um, super specific it is it makes job hunting very fun
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah good point good point that's awesome man well dude i'm i'm stoked for you because i mean nine nine doors Mm -hmm. three three degrees plus some certifications uh i mean and now 12 years in the military like you're like you're you're killing it and you've you've uh you know Made it your own by kind of like strategizing and getting what you want out of it. So that's that's freaking sweet.
1: It's it's all system once you learn how the rules
0: go. Yeah,
1: it's it's your game. Yeah, you know. uh, I I would say out out of all of that, you know, uh, three degrees, three certifications, nine doors. The total cash out of pocket I paid was twenty thousand dollars, and that was just for one of my homes. Um, because that was a traditional, uh, that was a traditional uh, loan that I had. Mm. that was it people pay that for an associate's degree yeah so i was i was, I was very fortunate because yeah. i was able to you know leverage ta and i was able to leverage
0: the gi bill yeah um, and also a little bit of uh per diem money yeah that's awesome man that's awesome well it's getting late here so i'm gonna i'm gonna let's close it up with the the closing <laughs> questions um and we'll go from that all right sounds good all right man first closing question would you recommend the military?
1: For most people,
0: I, I would recommend them
1: entertaining the idea for the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, the military is not for everyone. Uh, that's why it's an all volunteer force. However, the military does provide um, it, it provides people the opportunity to see what good leadership is like, and also see what bad leadership is like, and whether you want to uh, whether you want to embody you know a, in reflect a good leader or if you want to learn from a bad leader Uh, because both are valuable it's just how how do you want to learn Mm. um but it also builds a little bit of structure into you uh if you are lacking structure and it also can set you up uh, for success through the benefits Uh, because the the main thing with the military is is the benefits so i would say everyone should consider it but if they are if they don't like following rules, then then the military is not for them. Yes. So
0: yes and no. Fair, fair. All right. What do you think separates someone who is successful in the military versus someone who's not successful in the military?
1: Have I would say it, it, it's it's that passion and understanding the why behind it. You know, mm-hmm. at, like at the end of the day, you have to have the why. If if you don't know the ramifications of what you're doing you're just trying to execute the task yeah as it's not going to go all that well but if yeah. you understand that hey like if if I don't get this you know this IT bit stream up then a satellite isn't going to be talking like that's a big thing that's a multi-million dollar piece of equipment mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. up up in space floating around not doing anything <laughs> I mean people can't talk it's a bad day drones yeah. can't fly you know yeah. yeah so understand the why but also at the same time you got to care Mm. I think it's, it's difficult to understand the why and not care. Is it possible? Yeah, it is. But for the most part, caring is equally as important. So it's yeah. those two factors.
0: Totally agree. A lot of people get to a point where they just like stop caring. So uh, it's hard. So the leave. salty
1: sergeant. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: seriously. Um, what is the most influential book that you've read in your life?
1: So uh, the most influential book for me, I would have to say is, uh, the 50 laws of power by Robert Green. Um, hmm. it, it's a fantastic book, not because it has all these like strategies and things, but it shows that people perceive things differently.
0: Interesting. I in, in, in opens up thought. to emotional,
1: um, emotional intelligence cool. because what, what you may be acting and actioning, is not what other people are seeing. So perspective mm-hmm. is reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing that or reading that book <laughs> uh, really opened my eyes to that. Oh, while my intentions might be great, um, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to do the right thing by everyone. I could inadvertently be pissing someone off without yeah. even realizing it. Yep. So uh, definitely it's worth the read, 50 Laws of Power by, Ro- by Robert Greene. Um, take it with a grain of salt, uh, but I, I, I think there, there's some good
0: nuggets in there. Cool. Yeah. Added to my list right there. Awesome. Lastly, do you have a favorite military or veteran discount?
1: Yes, actually. Um, so something that I've recently gotten into is uh, credit card hacking in points or credit card churning.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because
1: I don't have enough to do. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, the how was it the american express platinum card mm-hmm. which now costs 775
0: dollars a year ridiculous i thought it was oh, yeah. 695 i thought it went up to 695 but oh was it, is
1: it 695 i thought I it was
0: seven i don't think it broke seven i'm pretty okay, sure well, but I, I could be wrong i could be wrong
1: upper sixes
0: yeah. at a minimum yeah. um they waived that fee entirely For which is fantastic duty.
1: because I, I i would never pay up six low seven for a credit card for for, for the for the opportunity to have someone loan me money no no yeah yeah. no chance now but they waive that fee because uh you're military Mm. cool thing with that is you get all the benefits from it so like i'm actually uh taking a vacation or not vacation but i'm going to go see my mentor retire um those points that i use that that vacation is entirely free and i also get you know like a 200 dollar uh uh, they call it a hotel credit. Like, I'm getting a massage while I'm up there, and it's not going <laughs> to cost me anything. Um, so, that pays for itself right there. It, yeah. it, um, I get like free uh, audible uh, because of it. So, as long as you pay with the card, it comes back. Huh. Um, I did not know that. It, it's fantastic. I would definitely take a look at the benefits. So, like, if,
0: if you're taking advantage of every deal on that credit card, like, you're going to get your 700, 700 bucks. Oh, pounds, yeah. You know? Easily. Easily. But, you, but yeah. will everyone? Well, everybody, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, do you, I, do, you, I, do you close out a lot of credit cards? Like when you say credit card churning, and and
1: so I'm 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 new to it. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't done a full churn yet. Mm-hmm. Um, normally you don't want to close out your credit cards. Yeah. Uh, reason being is because that impacts your credit
0: score.
3: So that that's, that's a balance that you like have
0: to. pay. You don't want to have accumulated a couple of thousand dollars in credit card fees. You know. That's true. So the, ho- the entire, key, the entire key is
1: do not have a credit card fee. Yeah. If you are having a credit card fee, then you're not doing it right. You have to back off and you have to uh, reanalyze your financial plan yeah. because you shouldn't be paying for anything. This is, this is free stuff. Um, but you have to be smart and um, uh, smart and logical with mm-hmm. how you do it. Cause if, if not, it's a world of hurt because how the credit cards are set up is that it takes people forget or that they start buying things on emotion, yeah. not you know strategically. Perfect example for this American Express card. Um, you have to spend like four thousand dollars or something like that within the first six months. Well cool. I was gonna go, you know, rent a room. So it was perfect timing. I got back, I applied. They're like, oh yeah, spend four grand. Cool. Yeah. I got a project for that. Swiped it and that's what paid for it. Um, so I got like a hundred and twenty thousand points or whatever. Awesome. Um maybe it was ninety I, I don't remember how many thousand points. I don't it was, actually
0: so. use that card, but is there do you have a referral? Do they give you referral uh like yeah. for the Yeah? So every time Alex you platinum? refer someone, it's like twenty-five thousand. Uh
1: it's fifteen points? or twenty-five thousand points. Yeah.
0: Well, if if uh, if anybody wants the the American Express platinum and uh <laughs> use Tim's Tim's uh code in the description since I don't have one. Uh, feel free to check out the link and because yeah, the, the, the code, it'll be like, easy. If I were active duty, I'd jump on the MX Platinum too, but I'm not, so
1: yeah, I it's not oh, like actually. So, e- even though a reservist can do that too,
0: yeah, I heard it's a little dangerous though. Like, you have to like be on active orders at the time it it refreshes and mm-hmm. recoups, yeah. Um, and I just like, I don't really want to get dinged with the 700 bucks, yeah, it, no, that's you know, that, that's not winning the game, it's not, it's not just to like, yeah not not worth it yet maybe one day yeah i don't blame you. awesome man well thank you so much for coming on sharing your story oh, thank you for having me uh yeah i i was i've been impressed by like the amount you've accomplished and you know the, the number of doors you've accumulated and uh you're doing well for yourself so i'm always excited oh, to well, see you. guys in the military and girls in the military like come out use the military for good and get you know them where they want to go with those benefits so
1: yeah it it's it's a fantastic profession it's not a perfect profession um no. but it opens a lot of doors yeah you know yeah. you just have to be able to know that the doors are there for sure for sure
0: where can people find more about you if they want to connect with you
1: so um i i, I recently started an instagram um ocr odell i, I like run obstacle course races so uh they can they can reach out to me through instagram also uh, through through email at timothy.a.odell at gmail.com. Um, I check those every single day because um, that's also you know my my main source of communication with my real estate team and um, and my my future real estate teams as well actually. Cool.
0: So those those are two areas. Perfect, man. We'll make sure they're they're in the description if anybody wants to reach out. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome. It was, was great coming out. Thank you for the invite. Thanks so much, Tim. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Tim. Like I've said before, uh, I put out I put out a poll on Instagram to see what people want to do with the the podcast show notes. Um, and so instead of like making an entire website for each show notes, the show notes are found in the description below. So you can check out the links there. Uh, you know Tim's email and contact information is provided there. Tim's most influential book is provided there. It's an affiliate link to Amazon. If you guys want to check that out then also there's you know i picked like a, a program that's i feel like most significant uh, within the episode and so there's also a link for more information on the air force cool program and how to take advantage of those benefits so don't uh, don't sleep on those additional benefits and i really hope you guys enjoy this episode and i will see you guys next week peace out